powered by Clear Vision Development Group. This is Better Than Before with Tony Richards, a business leaders podcast. Each week, we'll provide you with top business insights, fresh perspectives from world-class guests, and the tools you need to lead better than before. And now, here's your host, author and business coach, Tony Richards. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the program where we want to have the same kind of track record as Days of Our Lives. NBC just renewed Days of Our Lives for a 57th and 58th season, and they just aired their 14,000th episode last December. And, of course, it's NBC's longest-running series. Now, this was my dear departed grandmother on my daddy's side, favorite program. She watched Days of Our Lives every single day. And I was her favorite grandchild, so I'm sure she would be listening to show number 421 of ours today. And she would enjoy it, because today on the program, my special guest is Lindsay Cunningham. She and her husband have uh, formed this new company, and it's called Rolling Greens. And it's going to be the subject that everybody loves today, which is food. And they have this fantastic food company that we're going to be talking about. I'm going to be focused on the inner game and the inner game is something that has to be played for you to get to an elite level of performance. If you want to get to your best game, the inner game has to come first. And we'll talk about it today on better than before today's better than before is sponsored by university Subaru homegrown and proud of it. Stand by Lindsay Cunningham's coming up next from Boulder, Colorado here on better than before. Because adventure still needs chasing, we gave the newly redesigned 2021 Subaru Crosstrek a more powerful engine. Plus, standard symmetrical all-wheel drive. And Subaru is the most trusted brand for six years running, according to Kelly Blue Book. Love. It's what makes Subaru, Subaru. Test drive one of these today and you could drive one home tonight. University Subaru. Homegrown and proud of it. See dealer for details. Are you working twice as hard, but enjoying fewer rewards? Maybe you're highly accomplished, but you just can't seem to break through and make the next big move. Or you run a business that has begun to grow stagnant. It doesn't have to stay that way. Even the best leaders have felt as if their careers were spiraling out of control, but that's when they had to lead and lead big. Tony Richards' new book, The Big Idea, 52 Ways to Be a Better Leader Now, will help launch you forward in leadership. Learn how to take charge and lead yourself, lead others, and lead your company. Purchase online today at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and our website, clearvisiondevelopment.com. Welcome back to Better Than Before. I'm Tony Richards, and today I have Lindsay Cunningham, who is also known by the nickname Pistol, 
And she was born into an entrepreneurial family from Scarsdale, New York. And when she was seven, her family moved to Boulder, Colorado. After attending Santa Barbara City College, she completed her education at the University of Colorado at Boulder, where she earned a BS in journalism broadcast news. And then she became a page at NBC Network. And she worked for Nightly News with Brian Williams. And also she worked with Access Hollywood. And later she did PR and marketing for Noodles and Company. And at that time, it was when her now husband, Ryan Cunningham, also known as Chef Co., and Lindsay decided to start their food truck in 2011. So it's been a 10-year journey, and it wasn't until the couple was building and designing the food truck they learned about their family legacy of Roland Greens, and that is the story we are here to tell today. Lindsay, welcome to the program. Thank you, Tony, for having me today. I'm so excited. I'm actually talking to someone who used to work for Brian Williams and NBC. That's cool. Yeah, part of their page program. Yes, it was quite the experience. I did uh, a summer internship, so about three and a half months with Brian Williams and then three and a half months with Access Hollywood through the page program at NBC, which I highly recommend it was once in a lifetime experience. I had not thought about the position of pages in a long time, but that was very common in the broadcasting business. Do they still have those? I believe they do. Yeah. I actually am still, I I speak occasionally to my old, I guess, manager, if you will, at the page program at Access Hollywood, and he's still running the same program. So, I mean, if you want to be, you know, a journalist, that's, that's the best route I think you can go. And they don't pick everyone. So um, the fact that you get chosen is pretty unique. Oh, that's great. That's great. It's a great entry level way to get in. All right. So 2011, we're going to fast forward all the way up to 2011. And you decided that you were going to have a food truck. Now, how did that come about? Well, so my husband and I, um, we wanted to start a restaurant. So my husband is trained as a chef. And as you know, I have more of a marketing PR kind of business background. Um, And prior to that, we actually had an electric scooter company business together for two years. That was an epic failure. Um, And, but we tried and we tried hard and that just, it wasn't the right company for us. Um, But we learned a lot of life lessons and late 2010, you know, we wanted to start a restaurant and my sister living in New York city, right. As the food truck craze was happening, she said, you guys should start a restaurant or excuse me, a food truck. And so we were like, that's it. So we borrowed, we took a loan from a friend, $25,000 loan. Ryan also chef co has a architecture background as well. He designed and we, we were off to the races building our first food truck, but it wasn't until we were building the food truck we, his parents would come by, they'd see the truck. We learned about our legacy, the family legacy of Rolling Greens, which was Boulder's original food truck back in 1980. So prior to then, Ryan had no idea because he was actually in his mother's belly when they operated the food truck. Then that's one of the reasons they got, they stopped because they had three kids, got pregnant with Ryan and they, they moved on. So it was very serendipitous. So you guys, you, you were kind of in the mobile business part of it. You had the scooters, right? But you didn't, I mean, you didn't have the food part, but when you heard about the food truck, it was the perfect combination. You're right. Yeah. It was kind of a stepping stone. Um, 
in a way. And, and like I said, we learned a ton of lessons, still have an electric scooter from that business today. So we're always reminded of that experience. But um, when we started to build the food truck, um, you know, we were up and running within two months of that time we decided. And that's kind of how we roll. Ryan and I yeah. put our mind to something, we get it done and we're off to the races. And, you know, we became a, a farmer's market staple early on. We did hundreds of weddings and events a year and people loved Ryan's food. And it wasn't until 2016 where we took note because we were like, how do we scale this company? One, number two, people line around the corner for hours waiting on his his food, but really his ancient grain millet tots and poppers. And we said, let's start with ancient grain tots. And, you know, it went into Whole Foods with a Ziploc baggie. It said mm. bake at 375 for 15 minutes or until crispy. And without even trying the product, the buyer was like, I love it. It fills the need in my, my, my set. I, I love your story. I love the branding you're in. And that's kind of how the buying pattern went. And that was kind of the start of our journey in consumer packaged goods. So let's dive into the food a little deeper. So what is it about his food that causes people to do such things? I mean, what kind of food is it? What's attractive about it? Why do people like it? That's a great question. I don't know if anyone's ever asked that, but the first one you said that the first thing that came to my mind was home, the word home, his food takes you back. I'll get chills talking about this, but every time you take a bite, it takes you back to your family table, growing up, eating together, having just this food that transports you. It's comfort food, but it's light. It's healthy. You don't feel bad about it. I mean, essentially Ryan grew up in a plant-based culinary school. After the food truck, his mother went on to start a plant-based school 35 years ago. So she was way ahead of this, you know, plant-based kind of trend lifestyle that we see today, but he grew up on, you know, su he would have sushi in his lunch box, you know, and he would try to trade with everybody, but, you know, he grew up really healthy, um, you know, Tekka and whole, whole grains. And um, he just grew up really healthy. And so he kind of took that style but he made it more, um, he brought it into a modern day form and people just loved it. And um, I don't know, you'd have to eat his food to really understand what I'm talking about. Well, I can, t I can just imagine just listening to you describe it. I mean, what's wonderful is that the old stigma of, oh, it's healthy. Well, it's probably not very tasty then that I just don't even think that even exists in Ryan's world. I mean, it, it's, it sounds like it's very tasty. Exactly. He blows that out of the water and that, that whole um, misconception, but taste, he's always taste forward. Right. And he, he brings um, like, he uses whole clean, simple ingredients, but the taste is phenomenal. You would never know his stuff is not good for you. Right. Um, he does it in such a great way where you just don't care because it tastes good. All right. So uh, tell me, uh, where did he get the chef co uh, nickname? <laughs> I love this story. So Ryan is like a Renaissance man. He is a Waldorf, a Waldorfian kid. He grew up in that, you know, going to Waldorf. Um, so he is a jack of all trades. And he, um, when he was younger, him and his siblings did uh, Inchin karate. 
So kind of this Japanese kickboxing and he was really good at it. Like he nine out of 10, he was always winning. He was always knocking everybody out. So KO became knockout, right? So, right. but everybody jokes, he'll knock you out, but then he'll knit you a hat <laughs> because he's like the nicest guy ever. And he knows how to crochet and cook and do all these things, but you don't want to mess with them either. So he'll um, knock you out and then patch you up. Right. Exactly. And, yeah, exactly. And then when he got into the kitchen and became a chef later in life, they just called him chef co. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Let's yeah. talk about the brand a little bit. So tell me about the name. How'd you come up with the name? Well, we didn't come up with the name. Ryan's parents came up with the name Roland greens. And it was because they're a, the original food truck they had back in Boulder, Colorado in 1980. It was primarily like salads and bowls and just really light fun food from like the farm right um and so that's that's really how they got that they came up with the name and we took it back when we found out about the legacy and um yeah. so you guys so you guys had the food truck idea but you didn't know that they had one before we had no idea until we were building and designing it and they would come by and see it we said hey come check out our food truck and they were like did you, do you remember when we had Rolling Greens and that's how it all got started and no idea. So, okay. So tell me about the brand of Rolling Greens. What, what does it stand for? What does it represent? What are the things that people, uh, how do they recognize it? What have you done to, you know, to, to put it firmly in people's minds? Yeah, a lot of, a lot of hard work on that aspect, but you know, for us, Rolling Greens is delivering tasty plant-based foods made with real, whole, simple ingredients. And what, how we see ourselves today, I mean, today we see really a huge differentiator, right? I mean, the current plant-based offerings in the market tend to be over-processed, have unnecessary ingredients, soy, high sodium, you know, gluten, fillers, and we're just using real whole simple ingredients and doing a proprietary blend with these guys. Um, and, and taste is always first for us. So the other thing is, is oh, truly we feel, you know, we all know America's sick, right? I mean, $3.5 trillion is spent on healthcare, yet 45% have a chronic disease still. So there's, there's, huge problems in our food system. And, and we see Rolling Greens is, is offering these tasty products and, and kind of doing an overhaul in the food system. Um, and if we can be the little change, that's exciting to us. You guys are helping lead the way. We are. Yeah. We find ourselves as kind of this leader in clean label. And, you know, this isn't new for us. Like we've been doing this a long time, even though our products might be newer in the product, like we live, eat, breathe. This is, this is Ryan grew up this way. Like this is truly who we are. Um, and we've always been ahead of the curve and for us and trends, um, you know, the biggest differentiator is I think our story I think um, Chef Co, we have a chef behind the brand, right? We're not lab coats in a, you know, a room coming up with these ideas. Like, and we kind of had a leg up with our food truck. Like we knew what consumers liked. We talked to them every day. And for us, customer service is everything. That's how we built a reputable, positive brand is because the customer always comes first for us. And I mean, this is TMI, but like on the food truck days, I, we would hope we wouldn't go to the bathroom for eight hours because we wanted to make sure that we got the food out as quick as possible. We had lines for three hours around the corner and 
we didn't care. So we were always like, wanted to make sure that the customer always came first. And I think we bring that into what we do today. Tell me a couple of things that have really stuck out that you've learned. Oh man. Well, I, so you're do, doing this business and you, you're like, Oh wow. I didn't, I didn't know that. I didn't expect that. That was an interesting thing that happened. Well, every day I feel like that's still right. You're always evolving. You're always pivoting. You're changing. If you're not, you're dying. Right. And we've learned that early on is you got to keep up and you got to keep pace. And, you know, but the other thing, the other aspect to that is you can't be everything to everyone. And I think early on, we wanted to be gluten-free. We wanted to be organic. We wanted to, you know, we wanted to be everything. And we're like, we can't make everyone happy. Let's just come out with the food that we like. We know people might like, and we feel good about feeding ourselves and our families. And that's really where it stems from. Like it's, it's family. And it's like, we, we wouldn't put anything out there that we wouldn't put on our own dinner table. You know, the other thing too, is I guess when you're looking at finances and especially in CPG, I mean, margin, no one tells you how important starting with a big margin is. And that's make or break that's profitability or, or losing money. And it's a, it's a lot of other things too, but making sure that you properly price and have enough margin in your product to get you, you know, to the finish line, because um, that was probably our biggest, you know, devastation, if you will, as a brand is, you know, listening to some poor advice and, and compressing our margin. Well, certainly I don't want to put you in a box or, or stereotype you at all, but I think that's a learning lesson and something that's not it's not as taken into consideration as much by folks who have more of a creative type background, you know, because you're thinking about the food, the quality, the brand, how it looks, how it tastes, what it, how it's presented and who wants to do accounting. Right. And, 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 and people that, you know, that we're also big believers in trying, you know, and you can't pay a lot of people cause you don't have money. You're an early stage company, but you know, you gotta just, you gotta bring on the right people at the right times, I guess. But it's hiring those experts in the field to get to get you to that next level because we did so much ourselves in the beginning and we still do way too much ourselves today. But at some point you got to pass the buck and, and, and really, um, you know, have people on that know what they're doing because, you know, you can run around in circles all day long. You know, there's an old restaurant joke. What creates the second visit? What? The great first visit. Right. And so it's, and, and so that's the same thing in finances, right? What gets you to the next stage, the previous stage, right? So you got to build a foundation in that early stage to get to the next, to get to the next, to get to the next. And well, in, in kind of, I, I totally agree. And the downfall a little bit is like, same with our food truck days. Like you're only as good as the last dish you put out. Right. And same thing, like you could do everything right today and tomorrow, everything could be wrong. Like it's all your only your, your reputation. That's why you've got to, you got to continue and you got to the upkeep and you got to pivot and you got to evolve because uh, you're only as good as your last dish. Well, and that's the thing about restaurants too, is that when people have something good, when they discover a great experience, they can't wait to tell 20 people. And same thing of a bad experience, right? If they have a bad experience, they can't wait to tell 20 people. But with social media, it's like 2000 people now, right? And so it's, it's, it's very crucial. Family ever come out and work the food truck? 
you know, in the very beginning, um, but yeah, no, we quickly realized that wasn't uh, up their alley. <laughs> They're all older now and, you know, just to get us up and running. But well, actually, that's not true. My my younger cousins helped out a ton. As far as Ryan's, like the original Rolling Greens, they, yeah. they helped out in the beginning. And then we did hire my younger cousins throughout the years. They worked for us for a long time, but um, not too much on Ryan's side. Ryan's family's like, ah, we did that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's fantastic so tell me a little bit what's your plans going forward you know we really again we want to you know take our unique innovations and and try to change the food system you know i mean there's a ton of white space there's a ton of opportunity and we have innovation for days and you know we could go into many different categories uh, you know, with shelf stable, pantry, you know, frozen, meat alternatives. Um, and, and we would like to see many of our products throughout the grocery store. And I think for us, it's not only about grocery, it's, it's tackling the online marketplace. So continuing that growth as well. I mean, it's a $250 billion category and we want a piece of it. And we feel like you can, you know, achieve delicious food, but made with whole foods. That's it. So there's a time where the food truck aspect of it probably isn't, uh, an integral part, right? So you, you're probably going to go, it's more going to be more about the food itself. I think the food truck aspect. So we retired the food truck in 2016 when we, we launched into market, but I that see. will always be the, I think, uh, the anchor part of our brand. It's our story. It's our roots. And um, I think that, again, that's what sets you apart. That's what consumers vibe with is they want to know that there's something behind the brand. And especially in today's day and age, they want more of this connection. They want to feel like there's, I don't know, a give back, or they want to feel like they know who is making your food. And the philosophy for us came from our food truck days like that. Like we knew our farmer, 80% of what we put on our food truck was grown locally and organically. And there's something, you'll probably think I sound hokey, but it's not. It's the vibration, the energy of the food. When you know, and you know where it's grown, you know who picks it. There's nothing more delicious than that. Well, that's, that's a, that's, that's one of the things that's powering blockchain, you know, is, is that people want that ability to, if a, if they're eating meat, they want to know where it came from, what farm it was on, who it was that raised it, what it was fed, all of that. You know, that is, that is something that's not going away. That's going to get deeper, I think. And I think that everyone has that right to, and I think that there's just been so much, there's, there hasn't been transparency and people want transparency Yeah. and they want to know the truth. And I think everyone deserves to know that you're putting it in your body. Everyone cares what goes on the outside of your body or how you look on the outside. It's more important to, to figure out and to, to monitor what's going inside your body. I think it's a home run. I mean, I think it's amazing that you would sit there with some food and not only all the things you just said, how it was grown, how it was brought to market, all of that, but it's good. (laughs) It's really good. You know? Yeah. It will not have you missing meat. It won't have you missing your favorite, you know, unhealthy appetizer or whatever it is. And this, we're changing the game up. So what have I not asked you that I should have asked you about Rolling Greens? 
Well, I want to tell you about, so we, I don't know if I even told you what we offer, but I'll tell yeah. you, you know, we took some of our top selling appetizers and then we've kind of evolved, right? So we started with our ancient grain millet tots. It's a very low glycemic index food, easily digestible. It requires minimal water to grow. So another theme with us is sustainability, right? So all of the crops we use are sustainable crops. Um, and then in 2019, we launched our crispy cauliflower wings. We're in about 4,000 stores nationwide, including Walmart, Kroger, Whole Foods, Wegmans, really key retailers throughout the country. And then we're really excited to, to tell you about our first pantry shelf-stable item. It is our new plant-based ground taco pack. It replaces over one pound of beef in this 4.5 ounce pack. It has no soy. It's 10 ingredients, all ingredients you know and love. It's Wait a minute, wait a minute. Where can I get this? So right now you can get this product, the plant-based ground taco pack on Roland Greens Direct. So R-O-L-L-I-N-G-R-E-E-N-S.com. And we have a marketplace where you can get all of our products, but the taco pack is right now only on our website. You can also get it on Weight Watchers. Uh, it's going to be launching on Kroger Marketplace. It's on Thrive Market. But really, it's a direct-to-consumer play for this product at this time. As soon, know, as, I, as soon as I finish with you, I'm getting some. You got it. Because people, people don't even know it's not beef. It is that good. The texture, the taste, the aroma. And you feel good about eating this. Um, and it will have your whole family lining up by the stove. Oh, my gosh. Well... I'm sorry I stopped you at the taco, but I, I, I'm just like, I got to get that. You got to get that. We're, uh, we're going to be expanding on the pack. We call them protein packs because they're 60 grams of protein, really high, uh, but very clean protein, low fat, uh, minimal carbs, only naturally from, you know, the beans and the vegetables. And um, we're going to do, uh, we're launching other ones later this year as well. I'm kind of excited to try the wings too. You got to try it. If you have an air fryer, throw in the air fryer. If you don't, convection bake. Um, and it comes with Chef Co's three signature sauces, all from our food truck days. So really kind of bringing those food truck favorites into the marketplace. Awesome. Well, listen, I know you got limited time, so I'm, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start wrapping up here. I got these 12 rapid fire questions I ask every guest that comes on the show. Are you ready? Uh -oh, I don't know. Am I? Uh, you you will you'll you'll do great. Okay. All right. First question: What's the best memory that immediately comes to your mind? Ever? Ever? Oh man, I don't. Oh shoot! The best memory ever that comes to mind. Yep. Immediately. My wedding day. Ah, oh, when was that? That was June fourteenth, two thousand fourteen, in Malibu, California. Well, you got an anniversary coming up. That's oh, awesome. thank you for reminding me. I swear we miss it every year. We forget you, about it. It's coming up in like <laughs> 25 days, man. And it's the favorite memory that I forget about. Yep. Who's the number one hero in your life? My husband, no doubt. What's the top value you subscribe to? Family. Is that a value? Yeah. Who's the most important person in your life? Oh, shoot. Wait, I would say my husband again. I would say my family. I, uh, I, I blanket that response. We can do that collectively. What's your favorite thing? My sauna. Oh, good. I don't think <laughs> I've, I don't, I've never gotten that answer before. That's awesome. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just I, I was, right 
I was talking to somebody last night and they were playing a game and they said, what would make your bedroom the coolest place ever? And they said a hot tub. So, <laughs> well, I, I, my, my eye is on the sauna right now. And I can't tell you, it is a complete game changer to have that at home. You sweat like an animal, you lose weight, your skin is clear. It's I love the answer. That's great. Yeah. I've never gotten that one before. All right. The most beautiful place you've ever been to. Well, I'll tell you my favorite place on earth, and that's Santa Barbara, California. Very beautiful. Yeah. If you could describe success in one word, what would the word be? Happiness. How do you want to be remembered? Oh, man. Well, I want to be remembered as funny, as kind, as beautiful, as the little pistol I am, and <laughs> <laughs> uh, just just success. And to me, that's happiness, abundance, um, and just being okay within. And you put a good dent in the food industry. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. Rolling greens for sure. But there's many more companies we're going to be had, right? Like this yep. is just the beginning for us. If you could go back and talk to a young Lindsay, what advice would you give her? <sighs> Keep doing what you're doing, right? I mean, the grit, the perseverance continue. You got to have it. What's your favorite sound? Quiet. No sound. And finally, out of all the lessons you've learned, what's the best lesson? Family is, is the most important, and so treat them the best because it's all you have at the end of the day. Don't slight the fam, right? Don't, no, no, don't screw with my family. I'm like mafia. I'll go mafia on your <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay Cunningham, they're based in Boulder, Colorado. It's called Rolling Greens. They are making a huge change in the food industry with their products and uh, stuff. And so how do people, and the other thing I was going to tell you is don't let anybody ride your scooter. If, if anybody comes to you and wants to ride your scooter, don't let them you tell them Bye. they should, they should have supported you when you had a bunch of scooters. Exactly. That's just like why people now, you know, they, they say, Oh, you're going to be successful. You're going to do this. I'm not going to give you money, but I, I'm rooting for you. I'm your biggest fan. And then it's like, you make it and you know, whatever. Yeah, no, I hear what you say. Yeah. So tell everybody about where they can find you and all that kind of stuff. I would say the best place to find us is rollinggreens.com. It's our online marketplace. And you can also, if you don't buy directly from us, you can see our store locator on one of the tabs and you just pop in your zip code and it shows the, the, um, the store that's nearest to you that carries our products. So you can either find us in stores or rollinggreens.com is the best place to go. I love it. Lindsay Cunningham with Roland Greens. Thanks so much for taking the time to do this with me. Hey, thanks, Tony. I really appreciate your time. You have a great rest of your day. You bet. I'll have a business and leadership lesson coming up next on Better Than Before. Stand by. Because adventure still needs chasing, we gave the newly redesigned 2021 Subaru Crosstrek a more powerful engine. Plus, standard symmetrical all-wheel drive. And Subaru is the most trusted brand for six years running, according to Kelly Blue Book. Love. It's what makes Subaru, Subaru. Test drive one of these today, and you could drive one home tonight. University Subaru. Homegrown and proud of it. See dealer for details. Receive weekly coaching tips from Tony Richards, delivered straight to your inbox. Whether you're a CEO or an entrepreneur, Tony can help you reach your goals and give you a competitive edge within your industry. 
Tony's Monday Morning Coaching Memo covers topics ranging from leadership development to teamwork to company culture and more. Text the word leadership to 38470 to sign up for Tony's Monday Morning Coaching Memo or sign up online at clearvisiondevelopment.com. everybody welcome back to better than before this is tony richards you know some people get really stressed and fatigued when they try to up their game to a higher level of performance many times the prevailing thought is they have to try harder but trying harder is often not the answer one thing i would urge you to keep in mind is that the feelings of frustration that you may be having are coming from unsatisfied primary feelings and needs which is telling us that what you're doing to satisfy those needs is not working. So we should actually choose another option instead of the one that's frustrating us. This will happen when we simply think that trying harder is the answer. If left unchecked, the feelings of frustration will soon turn to aggression, which is not going to yield your desired results and may actually alienate others around you. Now, for example, let's say time is drawing near for you to deliver on something that you're accountable for and that you promised. Right up to the moment, you felt pretty good about your abilities, but the last few hours or minutes, something changes in your thinking, which changes the way you feel and think. A wave of doubt and disbelief about yourself and your ability starts to flood in. You have the sudden urge to cancel, run away, come up with an excuse to get out of this uh, accountability date. And as hard as you may try to pull yourself out of these thoughts and feelings of insecurity and doubt, something's telling you that you've already misfired, you've already bungled, and you've screwed up or lost the opportunity to win. On the other hand, perhaps you've been in a similar situation where you knew you were going to succeed way before you even started. Feelings of confidence and control are in abundance. Your mind has a steely focus without distraction, and all your obstacles, either perceived or real, melt like ice cream in a hot July sun. You feel like your capacities and abilities are boundless, and even some come to the surface you never even knew you had. The whole thought process of winning or losing in your mind beforehand is what tennis coach W. Timothy Galway calls the inner game. He's the one that coined the phrase and introduced the concept back in the 1970s when people primarily were viewing sports performance as purely physical. Athletes were focusing on having the best physical attributes rather than having the best mindset. Today, this combination of physiology and mind is the thing that is of the utmost performance we begin to recognize that physical performance is not the full picture. The inner game is fought between your own self-defeating tendencies, not the actual opponent circumstances or project. The outer game is the prospect, the client, the audience, the opposing team, whatever the circumstances are where you're trying to perform. The inner game is played inside yourself against your focus, your doubts, your fears, your nerves, and so on. 
The inner game is played to overcome all your mind habits, which inhabit the best version of yourself as far as performance is concerned. Here's where I want to tie this back to where we first started. A major component of losing the inner game within ourselves is trying too hard. It's interfering with our own natural abilities and capabilities. The inner game is conducted by our self-talk. We're always internally talking to ourselves and giving ourselves instructions. Now, inside, we have two selves, self one and self two. Self one is our conscious self and self two is our subconscious self. If both of ourselves are locked together in harmony and positivity, the outer game tends to go really well. But if self one gets judgmental and critical, trying to instruct self two and in what it should have done or what it had done in the past or what someone has said to us in the past or some of those negative sayings or maybe someone's beat us up with, you know, a bad review or something like that. Well, the outer game starts to fall apart then before we even get close to playing it because we're losing before we even get started. We're trying too hard. Compounding this issue is that the most common advice you will receive some from very well-meaning people is to work harder, put more effort into it, pay more attention to what you're doing. In short, do more intensely focused hard work. Now, let me ask you a question. When you're doing your best work, is that when you're experiencing hard work? Is it hard? No, most people say when they're in the flow, the work becomes effortless or easy or in the zone. You kind of feel like everything's just flowing along and, you know, all of a sudden you just had lunch and now it's quitting time and the hours just flew by because time became uh, irrelevant because you were just flowing. It wasn't harder. It was easier. So why do we think making it a drudgery is the answer? I have no idea, but it's become one of those things that we just say to people that doesn't have any validity at all as far as increased performance level. Now, certainly there are always going to be external obstacles for us as performers and people who follow me on a regular basis. They listen to this podcast or they read my weekly blog or they read my uh, monthly articles in the newspaper. Uh, know that it would stand to reason that you're going to have corresponding elite level resistance and obstacles in your way, both externally and also internally, because every time you step up your game, the challenges and resistance are going to get stepped up too. The thing is, it's going to serve us very well to pay heed to more than just the external. We have to develop ourselves in order to overcome the instinct internally that gets in our own way. We have to face the challenges of becoming more comfortable with trusting ourselves and our innate abilities to be able to get into the zone of elite performance more easily and readily and just be in the flow. That's our show today. Better Than Before is sponsored by University Subaru, homegrown and proud of it. You can follow me on Twitter at Tony Richards 4 and also at Clear Vision DEV. You can also connect with me on LinkedIn. On Facebook, it's Tony Richards Speaker, Author, Coach. Until we visit again next week, I'm your host, Tony Richards, and I want to remind you, I'm never going to quit saying this, everything gets better when you get better.
Thank you for listening to Better Than Before with Tony Richards, a business leaders podcast powered by Clear Vision Development Group. For more resources from Tony, visit clearvisiondevelopment.com. Join us next time for another episode of Better Than Before with Tony Richards. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.